0: what is up guys i am brock and i am also the host of the frost buddy podcast here we are i'm happy to be back i know it's been a while but honestly i'm in kind of a transition phase i've been uh had to move out of bloomington and back home for a little bit and then we're making another move uh, my brother and i so uh you know just kind of all over the place tough to get my podcast studio up and running but you know what i found a way um you know what, sometimes you gotta do it from your bedroom, but that's okay. That's the life that we live in the startup world. Um, so just happy to be back. And, you know, I've had a lot of people asking about the podcasts and shows, and I know I've been slacking, but I promise, I promise I got a plan. I'm gonna get back on it every single week. Um, you know, hopefully every single day, honestly, because you know, it's just a stress relief for me. Um, it's really fun to do, it's really fun to just kind of Just start talking and see where it goes and see what the, uh, where the ideas flow and just stuff like that. So, and I've had some great feedback from people and all the kind words. So I'm back and hopefully we can get a nice, consistent schedule and keep going. So if you're new to the Frostbite podcast, um, you know, we talk a lot of things about, of course, business entrepreneurship and, you know, just my journey in the startup world from going from zero to eight figures, um, you know, in a year. And just continuing to grow and all the challenges that we face there, the obstacles. Um, you know, so we'll, I'll talk about that stories, experiences that I have. Um, you know, we'll talk about fitness and motivation and stuff like that, because of course, that's a huge part of my life. Fitness is a huge part of, you know, who I am and, um, you know, who my brothers are as well. So that's a big piece and just the motivation behind it and all that. So we'll have a few episodes such as that. And then we also have, you know, our Q&A uh, sessions like that where you know customers or fans will send in questions to Brock at frostbuddy.com and pretty much I will respond to those, whatever they may be. So kind of the different uh, segments that we go there. But um, today, I'm actually going to get into something that I actually posted this on LinkedIn uh, not too long ago. And I was like, you know, this would actually be a good episode. So you know, I think there's a lot to be ha- said for... Five, for the past five years, basically, until last year, I was a uh, a Division I pole vaulter at Indiana University, for those of you that don't know. Um, I was a two-time Big Ten runner-up. I was a part of two Big Ten championship teams. And then I was also a national qualifier my junior year. And then senior year, obviously, COVID hit. And then fifth year um, was just short. Uh, not the greatest year. We could go into that a little after. Uh, or a little later, but um, yeah. So you know, had a great career there and some good accolades, and you know, just a ton of fun. Honestly, just the best time of my life. We uh, got to do it with some of my best friends, make my best friends. But I go through that because there was a. I obviously didn't start off like that, right? I came in out of high school. Um, you know, I didn't even really do track and mostly I played baseball in the spring. Uh, I was a four-sport athlete, but played baseball in the spring, um, and baseball and track overlap. So I didn't really do it. I come from a pole vaulting family. But again, I just liked baseball, was better at baseball. So I pole vaulted probably in four track meets. And you know, the point came where I was like, okay, well, I want to go to a huge school. Uh, I wanted to go to a power five school, just for school in general, right? And had made that decision. Well, I come from a tiny town. And so, you know, we didn't play a bunch of unbelievable competition, um, in games and baseball. So it was really, really hard. It was going to be hard for me to get recruited to a larger division one program, having not, you know, paid to go on some bigger travel teams and stuff like that in the summer. So, you know, I knew that understood how it worked. Um, my brothers all pole vaulted in college. So I understood, you know, just division one athletics in general. And so, Pretty much what happened was I was going to have to go to Juco or a smaller D2 and then transfer. Did not want to do that. So I was, I kind of hit a point in my senior year after saying I would never, ever pole vault in college. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is my opportunity. Um, I had already decided on Indiana. And, you know, Mitch was still at the University of Illinois pole vaulting as I was a senior in high school. So had him pretty much reach out to the Indiana pole vault coach um, and just be like, hey, like, I know my brother hasn't. Had much of a mark in high school that would look like he could compete in college, but he wants to pull vote at IU. He's already going there. And pretty much he took a flyer on me, um, just because of family history, because my brothers were good. And although I had only gone 14 and a half feet in high school, it was one of those where it was like, Hey, he might be able to do something. He's an ath- athletic kid. Uh, so let's give him a shot. And so obviously I say that just so that you understand. I come in. To college, not having done anything at all. Like 14 and a half feet does not go to a division one program, a power five program really ever. Like it just does not happen. Uh, you won't even get looked at unless you're at least, I mean, a bare minimum 15 and a half feet. Um, so I'm for th- those of you that don't know the track. I mean, I'm a foot under that mark and that's a big, I mean, that's a big difference right there. There's a lot of people that can go 14 and a half, not 15 and a half, 16, 17. So. I come in not very good. Um and so how do I get from not very good this walk on to you know two-time Big Ten runner up and my best friend and roommate was the Big Ten champion both of those years and national qualifier to being, you know, top 15 in the country um you know competing with not with but against um you know people like Mondo Duplantis who literally just set the world record for god knows how many times. Uh, He's done it now, but like just to be in that category, right? And how does that happen? And, you know, so I had to go back and I went in my journal and and I looked and I was like, you know, at one point in my senior year, I was transitioning out. It started Frostbiting. I was like, you know, how can I transition this to business? What did I do to become, you know, a high level division one athlete in track and field? What from from nothing, right? From basically the bare bottom um, to where no one even knew who I was or looked at me. How did I go from that to, you know, a top two pole vulture in the Big Ten and you know, someone that's nationally, you know, in the in the conversation, right? How does that happen? So I started just writing it down. I was like, what what transitions to business? How can because obviously I was like, I'm not going pro or anything. I'm I'm gonna be done because you know. That's that was just known. That was never in the question to keep going. Um, you know, I had different life plans. I wanted to start a business, I had started one. So pretty much I started it right I started writing it down. And I'm like, the first thing that I looked at that I changed was instead of having these like results goals, you know, whether that was a huge mark, whether I was like, Oh, I want to go seventeen feet, eighteen feet. Once I hit those goals early on in my career, I was like, Oh crap, like what like what now? And I think it's the same thing in business, right? You hit your goal and you're like, oh, what the hell do I do? Because you don't know what your limits are. And when you set the goal like that, when you set a results goal, you set the limit. And as soon as you hit that, you're just like, what do I do? Like, you don't know. And so I had to go back after I did that. And I was like, I got to find something else. Like, I can't just fall in love with that because I don't know what the limit is. And so I started setting these goals. I, I changed how I set the goals. I fell in love with the process of what it took to become great and what it took to become you know, who I became. And I was like looking at it going, okay, well, I need to set these daily goals of going, hey, if I'm dominating in the weight room every single day, day in and day out, I can control that, right? And if I'm going to practice and giving 100%, if as soon as I'm done with practice, I'm recovering, to the best of my ability, and in between, I'm eating right, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, I can control all of those things. And no matter how good I get, those things don't change. And it's the exact same thing in business that I found out with FrostBuddy. If we could do $11,000 in a day, or we could do $100,000 in a day, but guess what? Like, It does not matter the next day you wake up. It doesn't matter because if all of a sudden I have my process goals and frost buddy and going, okay, well, I need to do this, this, and this. Well, then now, no matter if we do 11 or hundred, I'm doing the same thing every day, day in, day out, and I will get better. And that was one thing I noticed. That was one thing I've continued to do. And I try to do, it's not easy to let go of the results. It's really hard. Trust me. Like I still go with the highs and lows too much. I do. But if you can fall in love with that process of just grinding and hustling, like that's where you don't, don't set the limit. You can't. And so, you know, that was (laughs) the first thing I looked at. And the second thing was, you know, I realized that the failures that I had or the setbacks, whether that was injuries or just poor performances, but hitting those lows of lows are what made the highs and the wins so much sweeter. Like it just changed everything. And so like, just Learning to accept those and learning to take them as they come, and realize that hey, yeah, this is a hardship. I'm going through it, but God, it's going to make that win. It's going to make getting on the top, on top, so much sweeter. Like it really, really is. So you've got to just learn to take it and keep going. And then, you know, something I figured out really early was that you're going to perform about as well as the people that you surround yourself with, that you train with. And so in business, I'm going to look at that and go, you know the people that you're networking with or talking to or still surrounding yourself with. Right. Um, <laughs> Like I said, I lost to my roommate and, you know, pretty much every meet. Um, And it's fine. Right. Because he was, you know, just better. And that was okay because it gave me something to chase. He made me so much better than I could have ever gotten to. Had I been the best. And because I was around that. That was the expectation. And so in business, if I'm around people that you know have hundred million dollar plus businesses and have have done it or are doing it, if I'm at five, ten million, like the expectation is just raised so much, and that goes for anything. Like as long as you have that expectation raised, then you are going to start to perform better, and that's going to just be who you that's who you become because you have to, because you don't know any different. And so, you know, who you're with is so important. And just, you know, not necessarily comparing, but to a certain extent, yeah, like, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. And that was always my mentality is like, if he can go that high, I can get there. And, you know, that's just how you got to look at it. And so I think it's so important, even in business that I realized. And then this one, This next one, in my opinion, is so, so important because it happened to me and I I got to see it firsthand. But getting to the top as you're on that climb is super fun, right? The process of growing, you're getting better. Like everyone always has that breakout season and it's so fun. But the real work is staying there. Staying on top is when all of a sudden it gets really, really challenging. You'll see a lot of athletes have one unbelievable year and then boom, you're like, where'd they go after that? where they go? Well, because it's really fun when things are going great, when you're gliding, when you're just growing and same in business. It's really fun when you feel like nothing can take you. And then you get there, you get to the top, you get to your goals and you're like, oh, what the? Well, this is, and you get knocked, you get punched in the face, right? And you're like, well, what the heck? I've never dealt with this. Yeah, it's really, really hard to stay there, to stay at that level because all of a sudden it might not be that fun anymore. And you might just have to keep, Grinding and keep doing it, and it might not be that fun. And so that's really, really hard. If you see people that are continuously good year in, year out, look at college football, look at Nick Saban, or look at Bill Belichick, Tom Brady in the NFL, right? That to continue to win year in, year out, they're you know, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And so you have to understand that when you're getting there or when you feel like you're getting there. That's when you have to keep your foot on the pedal. Otherwise, life will knock you down real quick. And so, yeah, I got to learn that the hard way. You know, I got there and then I was like, crap, this is really hard to stay this good. Like it it just is. It just is. And so anyone that's at the top could tell you that. Um, you know, so <laughs> the next point I was able to write down was that a coach, a good coach or a great coach can be the complete difference between good and great. It really can be. Um, and I believe that is true in both athletics and business in life, right? Because, you know, we all, everyone's in the same boat. Like someone could tell you they have their crap together. They probably don't. And to have a good coach in college athletics and to see someone that has a great coach, you can see a huge difference just in the program consistency year in year out. You know who the great coach is, you know, who the good coach is. You just know, because you can tell by the athletes, you can tell by who they're pumping out. Again, look at Nick Saban, look at Bill Belichick, you can tell, right? And so, so finding that, maybe that coach or that mentor, that is good. That's been there. That's doing it. That is going, like, they're going to shorten the learning curve. They're going to have been where you are. They're going to have seen the obstacles, the challenges they're going to have had the wins, the losses, and they just have experience. Experience is so big. It's so important, right? No matter what it is, they're just going to have been there. And, you know, while you don't have to find one, you don't have to have one. If you want to speed things up, if you want to go faster, it's probably going to be a help. It's going to be a must. So, you know, a coach is just so important and they can be a huge difference between being great or just being very mediocre. Um, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of athletes out there that the coach just absolutely ruined. Um, And it's unfortunate. So, you know, the next point that I'm going to say is that, this is one my strength coach really just helped to instill in us and helped to really just put this into who we are. Um, And, you know, (laughs) the small details and focusing on those consistently over time have an absolutely insane compound effect. And it doesn't feel like it. And, you know, that would be Stretching after weights, stretching after practice, and again, like I said, the drinking enough water, the eating the right food, down to the, I mean, I would measure out my food because I was so serious about it, and just doing the little things that don't feel like they're making a difference, and again, in business, it's the same thing. There's so many small things, you're like, eh, it doesn't really matter. It does, though, because as you do them, you're fine-tuning that detail muscle in your brain, and you're telling yourself that you're you're getting those small wins those tiny, tiny wins, but what it does is it's going to absolutely over time you're just getting better and better, and you're just stacking them stacking them stacking up these little wins, and eventually you don't even realize when you look back two years later who the heck you are because all of a sudden you've had this just huge transformation because of these tiny little steps, and that's exactly what happened to me i just I focused on doing every little thing that I could. And I didn't notice it at all until I looked back and I was like, wow, like, look at that. Look who you've become. So like, again, that's a long-term vision type of play. You got to look at it and just know that like there is that com compound effect coming. <coughs> Sorry about that. And then, you know, I think to segue off of that and it's the same exact thing, but just kind of at a different thing or a different point is that, you know, you can absolutely make up for talent with hard work. So some people in both athletics and business, they're genetically probably more blessed than you. They might be smarter. They might have a better upbringing. They might have whatever it could be. They could, they're could they going to have the advantage. And I think in athletics, a lot of times you think that, you know what, like, they're just faster than me. They're just stronger than me. They're just this, that. It's not true. Like, yes, there are some that are out there that you're just like, yes, genetically they are, Right. But your limit is so much higher than you could even imagine just by grit, hard work, and just getting after it. It's the same thing in business. People, I feel like, <laughs> look at people like Elon and Bezos and Mark, Like They're like, oh, well, they're just so smart. They're just so much smarter than me or this and that. That may be. And you don't have to be them. You, don't, you might not. You're probably not going to be, right, if you don't have, some of that tech skill, and which I don't. But there's no reason that I can't build a massive, massive company just by hard work, grit, and just figuring it out. Just getting knocked down, getting back up, and just keep on freaking going. And then with that, what I found out as, if, as in point one with the process is that if you don't want to shoot for the stars, wherever you shoot for is where you're going to go right? And so, like I said, in Povo, I was, when I first got there, I was shooting for 17 feet. And that was just like a big milestone in my mind, in my mind. Let's get that straight. Well, what happens two years in out of five, I hit that. And now I'm like, crap, what the heck? And I hit it because that's what I was shooting for. Whereas flip side, if I'm shooting for 18 feet, 19 feet, well, now guess what happens? I pass 17 feet without even realizing it because it's not even in my sights. And because as soon as I shoot for the stars and I don't limit myself, well, now all of my actions have to increase everything I'm doing daily, weekly has to get better, has to be at a higher level because my goal, again, I know results goal, but it's so high that You have to change who you are. You have to become that person that can get there. And it it makes a massive difference because wherever you set your sights is where you're going to go. If I set FrostBuddy at 10 million, guess what? When I get to 10 million, what's going to happen? Or worse yet, what happens if I hit eight? Now I set a smaller goal and I still failed. Now what am I thinking? But what if I shoot for a billion and I fail and I hit 200, you know, I fail and I fail miserably. I hit 200 million. I hit 100 million. Wow. I failed. But I shot so freaking high that where I fell was still way higher than what a lot of people even try for. So don't limit yourself because at the end of the day, nothing is impossible. And for me, that's going to be coming from nothing's impossible when you have God, right? And so, you know, my faith is so strong and it has to be so strong because God, it, it's hard. Sometimes life is hard. Business is hard. Athletics is hard. You know, knock you down, knock you in the dirt. The lows are low, but by God, like it doesn't matter when I let greed get in the way or when I let other external factors get in the way. Like I have to remind myself that like my only inner peace, truly my only satisfaction can come and through faith, through my faith, through being with the Lord, through knowing that. I'm not really that much in control. Like he has a plan and there's a plan out there. And it's probably just how I look at the situation. If something bad happened to me, whether it's an injury, whether it's, you know, a supplier having a problem or a customer having a problem or a retail, whatever it may be, it's just going to be my perspective and how I'm looking at it and going, wow, God, what are you trying to show me here? Or what's the plan or the path here? And when I would have a hamstring injury, like that was, I had to completely change my perspective on that. And so, you know, with that, I would say the next point I wrote down was never stop learning. Absolutely never stop learning. Because the second you stop learning is the second you start going backwards. And so whether that was figuring out why am I pulling my hamstring or why am I not doing this correct or why... How do I get faster? How do I get stronger? Like, you can always keep learning. And in business, it's the the sky is even higher than in pole vault, right? Pole vault's technical. You theoretically could probably have a perfect, have perfect form. You probably could. In business, I don't know that there's a single thing, there's such thing as perfect. There's really not. Um, Same with life, right? And so you're just, you can always learn more. And If you keep learning, if you keep reading or watching or whatever it may be, talking, then, you know, you're just always going to figure out new ways, new paths, new avenues to do different things. Whatever it may be, whatever challenge you may be having, you'll learn how to figure it out. (laughs) And so, you know, I think with that, the biggest thing that I realized, you know, once I was pretty far into it was, man, like... I just got to have fun. Like I'm in my junior year. It's just going fast. You look back, you're like, God, we're already three years in. Like if I didn't take a fifth year, like I got one more year after that. Like you just got to have fun. Like it's short. Life goes by fast. Years that you're in, things go by fast. Like we're already two years into frost, buddy. I don't even know how we're in two years of frost. Like I don't even know how it's went that fast. And so like sometimes you just got to stop. You got to enjoy it. You got to have fun. What, even when it sucks, right? You got to find a way to have fun. And I need to do better of that myself. And I'm learning how to, because like, you know, last few days we've gotten knocked in the teeth. It sucks, but I just know that it's going to go by fast. And you don't want to look back and be like, man, I just never, why wasn't I having fun? Because like the whole thing, the whole journey is just part of who you are. It's part of life and it's just happening. And like, if frost buddy is, you know, taking up most of my time and all of my days all my weeks all my months like what why would I not enjoy it why should I not enjoy it and so yeah just gotta have fun and then you know I would say the last point to this that I really wrote down that I learned you know through that is just you got to be a competitor right if you want to win and of course like it business it's I look at business like a game like I want to win I want to beat my competitors I want to be at the top. I want to be the one that people are looking up to. Going, how did, how did he do that? You gotta be a competitor. We always have the saying a good loser is just a loser, right? <laughs> and because you know, people will always they'll call me a sore loser, and I'm like, are you freaking like? Yes, I'm a sore. loser. I hate to lose. I don't want to lose. If you like, how are you not a sore loser? I don't get it. So just. that'll drive me nuts right like just you should want to win so badly like I don't care if you're a sore loser I really don't because that means you wanted so bad you're so passionate about winning that yeah you're pissed off now don't go like hurt someone or don't go like dropping names you know you can do it you can be pissed at yourself or be pissed you know don't take it on other people but like God, just want to win. Like, you got to want to win. Because if you don't want to win, guess what? You're not going to. Because someone else wants to. And so, you know, I had to figure that out. When my roommate's beating me, year in, year out, I got to look in the mirror and go, you know what? It's not okay to get second anymore. I want to win. And I had to learn that. And now in Frostbuddy, it's like, hey, we're losing. We're down. Some people were on third when we just started. And I got to get to third. I got to catch up. How do I do that? So you know, you just got to win. So I know that was a lot, a lot of rambling, but you know, I just felt like it was something, you know, that if, if other people are listening to this that are going to start, or maybe, you know, are athletes that are wanting to start something, whatever it may be, you know, maybe you're just, you're entrepreneurs or maybe you're just in life, right? Maybe you have a different job. Maybe you're working for someone, but if you could get something out of this, something out of some of these points, like I hope it hits a little bit and You know, hope it helps because it just helps me to get it out, get it off the chest and just let you guys know, you know, this is just what I've taken in, what I've experienced. And, you know, I don't have much experience, 24, two years into business, but I had five. I mean, Division One athletics will will give you a lot of experience, a lot of life. It will prepare you, in my opinion, for so much that life throws at you because there's all sorts of challenges and obstacles. And just, it's a crazy ride, but God, I absolutely loved it. So, you know, if you know me, you know, I absolutely love the Real AF podcast, Andy Frisella. Absolutely love it. So I love how he just says the fee is to share the show and I'm going to, I do the same thing, right? Just please share the show, share it with friends, family, whatever you want, but please just, you know, if you think it could help someone, if you think someone could get a little bit you know, of some motivation or just a little advice or something, just share it with them. Say, Hey, go give it a listen. Um, you know, trying to grow this thing and I want to keep doing it. Love doing it. So, you know, that's all I got for you today. And, uh, we'll talk to you next time.